Well, what's more romantic on Valentine's Day than more money in your bank account? (laughs) We're talking tax refunds faster. That's romantic with Liz Weston from NerdWallet on today's Valentine's Day edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamins podcast. I'm Joe Saul Hey, and I'm Liz Weston. Coming to you live from? Los Angeles. Fantastic. <laughs> Sunny LA. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press, and today we're tackling one from CBS Money Watch. Not only do we read them like some podcasts, but we dive into how these affect your wallet, what you can do to invest, save, pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day. And we do that usually in less than 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated every day. Only Tiller Money automatically updates Google Sheets or Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and account balances. You can try it for free by going to tillerhq.com. But if you really like it and you want to get 20% off your annual subscription, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for money with friends. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. I was talking to somebody, Liz, about uh, about money with friends and I just used the abbreviation uh, MWF. And uh, they said, um, what was the comedian, Paul Ollinger? And he's like, what's MWF? I'm like, money with friends. He goes, oh, I thought it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? (laughs) Why wouldn't it be Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Of course. You've got a cleaner mind than I do. <laughs> Liz Weston's here from NerdWallet. And and yesterday, we did not put you in charge of NerdWallet. I need to call somebody, apparently. <laughs> I'm just a columnist. That's all. It's, you know, just Like all. I said, I can, I can write my columns. They're carried by AP. Then I can go home and turn everything off and don't have to worry about just it. Just best-selling author, columnist, and now podcaster on NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. How about that? Yeah, That's I'm excited be. about that. Yeah. The, the, the podcast's been around for a while, but I just started co-hosting it. So I'm learning a whole new set of skills. And obviously I, I'm going to be turning to you, Joe, constantly. What do I do now? I don't know about that. I don't, but we've, we've, we're still learning every day. It's a, it's a long process. Well, today we're going to learn about getting your tax refund faster, Liz, with CBS Money Watch. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's discussion. This is Andy from the Inspired Money Podcast. Just like hanging out and chatting about the news, that's why I tune in to Money with Friends. And today's piece comes to us from, uh, as I mentioned, CBS Money Watch, and it's written by Irina Ivanova. I think that's how you say that, Irina. I think that's how you say your last name. (laughs) And uh, the piece is called How to Get Your Tax Refund as Soon as Possible. Liz, I found this very clickbaity, and it begins, because everybody wants their refund faster, uh, it begins like this. Irina writes, eager to get your tax refund now that tax season's kicked off? After all, more than seven in 10 filers got money back last year with checks averaging around $2,800. Before we share some tips on getting your dough, consider what getting a large tax refund really means. While some people get money back because of smart year-end tax moves or because of changes in their financial situation, for many others, a refund simply suggests they overpaid their taxes. And that means less cash over the course of the year. It also means they're lending Uncle Sam their money at a 0% interest rate. On the bright side, overpaying taxes can be a form of forced savings. Quote, they look at it as 
they can't spend what they give to the government, and this way they can't get into trouble, said Jonathan Meadows, a CPA based in Manhattan. Other people will say, why would I want to give the government interest-free loan? And they would adjust their withholdings. If you're among the millions who expect to get a full refund this year, here's how to get it as quickly as possible. Liz, let's let's just jump into these. And by the way, if you want to follow along, uh, we'll have the link to this piece on our uh, Twitter feed, both at the Money with Friends Twitter uh, account and also the Average Show Money, my personal Twitter account. But the first thing is file online. And I always wonder when I see this headline, file online, I'm like, I'm like who doesn't know that yet, Liz? <laughs> There are people. No, I've heard from people who still do their tax returns by hand. You know, I assume in pencil. I don't know. Um, But there's so many ways to make a mistake. And you don't know how the tax law has changed if you're doing it that way. Some people just think there's something more secure about paper, which that just astounds me. You know, I would much rather send something electronically than, you know, entrust it to the U.S. mail. But maybe that's just me. I do like I do like the fact that when I have to go through the form with a with a, a pen or a pencil, and I had somebody go through this early in my financial planning career. They went through line by line the tax form, like where things go started making sense, and actually then gave me better tax strategies. However, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. There's so many ways to make a mistake. Yeah, I remember talking to one woman who'd been doing her family's taxes for years and she wasn't taking any of the child credits because she didn't knew that didn't know they existed. Oh. And she had like six kids. I mean, it was like all this money out the window. And if you do make a mistake, you've only got three years to fix it. So, you know, you're letting that money go. I would much rather have the software or better yet, more complicated your situation is, the more likely you are to need a tax pro. You know, and I think an enrolled agent, a CPA, to me, that's a great investment. I always get more back than I pay in. Yeah, we talked about insurance uh, yesterday a little bit. I mean, having a professional in your corner, at the very least, paying for software is just like a cost of insurance, you know, to uh, uh, for your money. I've we did a story last year, and I've seen this pop up again this year. Not as bad this year, but in the past, a lot of people eligible for free file, Liz. um, But companies kind of make it hard for you to find that you're eligible for free file. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's gotten cleared up, but if you've had that experience where you went in thinking you were going to get free file and you got just slammed with fees, you're not alone. That's, that was, uh, it look, you know, the, the, how do I say this politely? <laughs> it was set up to be that way, you know? <laughs> and now I think the IRS has launched its own free file yeah. or it's coming, it's coming around to it. In any case, the, the software is getting developed. I'm sorry. I didn't follow this uh, blow by blow, but yeah, it's it's really easy for people who should be getting free file, who should be getting free help not to get it. I also want to put a pitch here that the IRS has stations where you can get free tax returns or free tax return help if you're a senior or if you're low income. So those uh, are pretty prominently posted on its site. If you need help with a real person, you can get it. You know, it's, to, to your point, the, uh, the um, uh, tax help that you get from the IRS Early in my career as a financial planner, I always thought that calling the IRS was not something I want to do. I thought, who the heck would want to work for the bad guy, number one, and so they can't be good people. And then number two is I don't want to ask them my questions about what's legal and what's not. Maybe they're taking – but I got to tell you, every time I've called the IRS, I've gotten great help, just fantastic help from IRS people. I don't know if that's been your experience as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the problem has been that they their funding's been cut so much that you can spend an hour or more on the phone. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be better this time around, but yeah. that was super frustrating for for everybody. And that includes uh, tax professionals. They were complaining about it too. It just takes forever to get through. Once you get through though, you tend to find people who really want to help you. And if you're in that situation where you've got a tax bill you can't pay, there's not only a ton of information on the IRS's website, but they will walk you through what your options are. So there's, you know, you don't want to hide from the IRS. They will find you. <laughs> it will hurt. So the best thing is to get ahead of the situation and try to get the the help in advance. I I, I had problems early on with, uh, and I've I've written about this extensively elsewhere. But but uh, along with my credit card headache, I also had a big tax headache because I didn't know how they worked. I didn't know how the system worked, and I end up I actually end up paying a bunch of taxes that I didn't know that I owed. But my first reaction was to do what you said, to hide. And then I had a great CPA that I worked with who helped me out. And she's like, listen, you've got this big penalty that just keeps accruing. And it was at a monster interest rate. And the first thing to do was to get ahead of it. And the cool thing there, not only was I finally getting ahead of it, but um, but it felt really good to have a plan, like to finally have, it wasn't a great plan, but it was a plan. And um, I mean, <laughs> well, it wasn't great because you had to pay money. Absolutely. That's it's correct. It's so much better than having the IRS gunning for you. It's like, yeah. As long as you, it's it, when you have a plan and when you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm making an effort here, it does make a huge difference. Uh, we do this live in uh, with a, a bunch of friends on Facebook. If you want to hang out with us while we make the show, uh, today we're on Facebook. It's the Stacking Benjamins Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash I Stack Benjamins. We also, from time to time, uh, record on YouTube. So sign up for our, go to youtube.com and sign up for the Money with Friends YouTube channel to get alerts when we're doing it there. But Ron, Liz is hanging out with us and he said that he had his taxes fraudulently filed. I've been reading about this a lot more lately. Um, still not an epidemic, but but lately it's happening. He said it took 11 months to get a return, but he says this, he says, now I have a pin to file. That part he's not joking about. You can get a pin. He says it's one, two, three, four. Shh, that's Ron being funny. <laughs> Yeah, it used to be you could only get one of those pins if you ha- were a victim of fraud yeah. or you lived in certain states that did a pilot. I think they've opened it up now so that anybody can get this. And it's super important. I had one woman say, oh, I never get a refund. I don't need to worry about it. It's like, oh, my gosh. Okay, here's how it works. They file a fraudulent return. They gin up W-2s. They make sure they have a massive refund coming. And then when you try to file, you're shut out. So. Yeah, this can affect anybody. It's one of the reasons a lot of us try to get our tax returns filed early in the early. year. Yes, but the pin will help. I mean, the, the, just any kind of barrier you can make between you and the bad guys makes them tend to go elsewhere. So that's it's a really good thing to have, but you got to keep track of it. That's the important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, this piece tackles is, is direct deposit. And this is another place where I kind of went, people don't do direct deposit. Like you always, if you're filling out your taxes, fill out the direct deposit thing. Cause I'll tell you, there's nothing more fun in the rare occurrence that me as self-employed has gotten a refund happened last year for the first time in a long time. I, you're just pleasantly surprised that day. You open up your bank account you're like where the hell did that money come from and then and then it's there that's a nice valentine's day gift liz it totally is and i would make a pitch for split deposit which a lot of people don't know this is possible but you don't have to put it all in one account you can put most of it in your checking account and then put a chunk in a savings account oh that's cool and for people who have direct deposit their paychecks by the way check at work to see if
can offer split deposit and it can make your life a lot simpler. I I love that because especially for not just for this, but for the workplace stuff that you're talking about, because I found people that were unable to save uh, all of a sudden you'd have them direct deposit part of their paycheck to this account that was harder to get at and the money tended to stay there. Like all of a yeah. sudden they went from not able to save to uh, I made it automatic. I mean, look at with your 401k, right? 401ks for most people, it's sticky. That's you create sticky money. Yes, exactly. And yeah. take advantage of your, uh, you know, your laziness and <laughs> set it up and then forget it. The uh, uh, is, is is there a big thing when you think about taxes that people forget? I think we I think we I mean, we covered the piece, but is there is there one one one? I, I always have this uh, reaction when people say, oh, you shouldn't give your, you know, the government an interest free loan. It's like, well, how much interest do you make in anyway? <laughs> so for a lot of people, this is the one way that they can save. This is the forced savings account that actually works for them. And I'm not going to take that away from them. I mean, I want to fine tune it so that I get as little of a refund as possible. But and I think you should if you've got credit card debt. That's a really good idea to fine tune it. So you're getting more money into your paycheck and then you can divert more money into that paying down that credit card debt. I think for most people, though, this is the one way that they get a chunk of money during the year. Just be careful. I mean, have a plan before yeah. it comes in. That can really help and make sure that it goes where you want it to go and just doesn't get frittered away somewhere. I always liked it when people would use the big chunk of money to get further ahead, either to pay down debt and, and um, not reaccumulate it, by the way, but to get out of a situation or, um, or they would use it to make big capital expenditures like fixing up the house or doing something that's going to pay dividends, maybe make the Roth IRA contribution, whatever that might be. I always got frustrated when I would see people use the use that to make a big purchase that doesn't fit their lifestyle um uh that that would and, and i saw people that would take that well and you see this in commercials right i mean you see commercials hey if you know that you're getting a tax refund you can put that money down toward a car and now you have now you have a big car loan and you wasted all your money and now it's a it's a mess yeah i did a column once about how everybody's waiting for that tax refund including collection agencies uh, they they're going to hit you because they know you've got the money in your pocket um, there's a huge uptick in people paying off their medical bills out during tax refund season. Oh. People want you to you know, buy appliances or whatever. So everybody knows that money's coming. That's why it's so important to have a plan. So it's where you want it to go, not where you know the, the, the nastiest person on the phone is telling right. you to put it. Right. Or the people at Ready Center or whatever. <laughs> right. yeah. Jim from Wallahax is hanging out with us when it comes. He said faster is better when it comes to your to your money. Hey, Jim. Uh, I would say this though, Jim, while I agree with you, one thing that, uh, as Liz and I were prepping for today that I said, the reason I picked this piece though, Liz was partly that I like kind of disagreeing with the premise of a piece. And I disagree with the premise of this piece, which is, you know, we want our tax refund as soon as possible. I mean, don't get me wrong. We do, but, but if I'm clicking on a piece that says how to get my tax refund faster, I might need a better foundation for my financial plan. <laughs> like if I'm really, really worried about getting my my tax refund faster, um, it, it might be time to fix my budget or my tax or my uh, cash reserve. That's a really good point. I mean, I, I'd love for people to have a nice fat emergency fund, but really any emergency fund, 500 bucks, that's enough to get started. And it's really helpful to have that money there. And keep in mind that 
a lot of people save up that amount and then it goes for some expense they didn't expect. It worked exactly like it's supposed to. Yeah. You know, it's a rinse and repeat kind of thing. Okay, the money's gone. Now you fill it up again. So get into that habit of saving rather than think that there's a a finish line you're going to cross and then you'll be cool. This with emergency saving, it's something that has to go on all the time. Yeah, man, it'd be great. Just put this money away. If you get 2700 bucks, put it away and make it your emergency fund and then you're 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 doing well. Sarah hanging out with us says first time home buyers often use it for part of their down payment. There's a mm-hmm. good idea on an on an asset that will last and hopefully appreciate. Kevin says he used it to set aside his partnership payment each year and have very little tax withheld from his paycheck. So minimized his withholding list throughout the year and instead used a refund to fund it. That's a great idea. Yeah. And by the way, all you side hustlers, a lot of people are getting surprised um, when they file the first year. They don't realize how much they've needed to put aside or to use those quarterly estimated payments to make sure that they don't have the big bill at the end or they don't have the IRS coming after them. So you know that money needs to be paid. And typically it needs to be paid while it's earned. Oh, yeah. So you don't want to put it off to the last minute. If all this is Greek to you, hire a tax pro, <laughs> then they'll set it up for you. In just a second, Liz is going to carry this show by making sure that we have a great takeaway. No pressure again, Liz, second day in a row. But but while we let Liz get ready with her uh, mind-bending takeaway, uh, I'd like to talk about our sponsor here for just a second, Tiller Money. I use Tiller to uh, manage my budget because of the fact that it's a spreadsheet. I'm generally not a spreadsheet kind of guy. I know a lot of us money nerds are, not me. I want to go very quickly, but I need to keep track of my money. I've used a lot of different apps to look at my money and nothing worked as well as Tiller. What I like about Tiller, where on your end, if you are a money geek, you can use Tiller to uh, make whatever spreadsheet heaven you love. For me, it helps me simplify because of the fact, unlike an app where there's pieces of the app that I don't like and I want them more simple, I can't get rid of that piece. I just have to accept it. With Tiller, I make it exactly what I want. I can delete sheets. I can add sheets. Because it's spreadsheet-based, I can hit the easy button. It also, every day, downloads my daily spending, my transactions, my account balances. So it's all there like any other app I'd use to manage my budget. And I don't have to recreate the wheel. There's a whole community of people that are making different budget sheets. So you can start from uh, whatever plan and choose different ones depending on how it works for you. If you want to try it for free, go to tillerhq.com. If you want 20% off your annual subscription, go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for money with friends. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. All right, Liz, it's the moment of truth. What's our takeaway? Well, I want to come back to the idea of split deposit because a lot of people don't know that it exists. You don't have to, first of all, use direct deposit, obviously, with your paycheck, with tax refunds, with anything you can get, but you can put it in more than one account. So split it up. If, if, if you've got plans for the money, which I hope you do, you know, you can put most of it in your checking account to carry out those plans, but also put a chunk of it into a savings account. And that way you can have your starter emergency fund, 500 bucks, 2,500 bucks, whatever it is, you can get started with it, but set it up. So it's automatic. It's going to happen when the money comes in and you don't have to make that decision because if you're making decisions with money, it's really easy to decide to spend it rather than save it. Yeah, that's funny. But my, my takeaway is very similar, which is for a lot of people, if, if the average is twenty seven, twenty eight hundred dollars 
this is a chance to get ahead or it's a chance to get out of the hole. And instead of thinking about how am I going to do the same thing this year that I did last year, the year before, it's a chance to do something different. And I love your point that everybody else has a way for you to spend this money. It's much better for you to have a plan. So this is a big time of year to to not do the same thing you did yesterday. I love this uh, Tony Robbins quote that the past does not equal the future. Just because I was something yesterday doesn't mean I need to do it today. Just because I was a tax nightmare early in my career doesn't mean I need to be a tax nightmare now. Things can change over time. And this is this is a great time, Liz, to to take advantage of the fact that you may have some money coming in. Exactly. It's been treat it like the new year. So this is a new you. Well, yesterday we talked about what's going on on the NerdWallet Smart Money podcast. So today, let's talk about the column. What are you What are you writing about now? Oh, um, that's a really good question. <laughs> Once again, I'm like, which column are we talking about? <laughs> I I tend to be really interested in the ten years before retirement stuff because that's a time when people have to make a lot of really important decisions, and it's easy to get them wrong, and the consequences sometimes are irreversible. So. This is my kind of uh, mission from now on is to, or going forward is to tell people as much as I can about what kind of decisions they're going to need to make and urge people to go see a financial planner. Even if you've been DIYing up to this point, you need that second set of eyes on your plan to make sure you've got it right. You don't know what you don't know. And I hear from so many people who get the basics wrong and it's like, oh, this is not good. So, you know, even if you've never paid for financial help in the past, maybe pay for it this time. And maybe just for one visit, you yeah. know, it does not have to be a full on financial plan. You just want somebody else to take a look and say, you know, to bless it or say, have you thought about health care? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you thought about your wife. You know, that's another thing people completely forget about factoring a spouse into their social security oh. strategies. So, yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. Boy, that's a bummer, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, and it's really hard to tell them because they've got something in their head that this is going to be this way. And you, you throw in a complete different issue that they have to, to incorporate. And it's hard for people. It really is. So not everything I do is is that, you know, for that age group. But yeah. that seems to be where where a lot of it's going. That's awesome. And and you will find that. Well, I always find you all over the place. I find everybody picks up your stuff, but they'll find you reliably at the NerdWallet blog. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Nerdwallet.com. Come see us. Awesome. All right, guys, that's going to do it for Liz and I. She will be back again next month as long as we didn't scare her away. I hope not. We, <laughs> On behalf of Liz, I'm Joe. Uh, Bobby and I are back here tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We'll see you back here again next time at Money with Friends. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.